This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. You ever had those ones where you have to like flip the animal or creature to get it standing on its legs and it's like it doesn't verify no. you? No, and I'm like, that's, no. How that's is probably that... the reason you're not allowed back at the petting zoo anymore. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I got a PS5 Actually, you don't somewhere. need to do this. A two, a Ryan's cat, a one. They're all over the place back there. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, craft beer. My name is Donnie. This is the official podcast of Craft Ology Radio Network, a collection of craft beer and geek news tied loosely together. Our podcast is intended to top off your mug with great beer and geeky nuggets of pop culture. Who could speak to these topics? Besides myself, hi, Donnie here, and my lovely co-host, handsome brood man, David Three. <laughs> we'll go with that this week, Donnie. I'm doing pretty That's good. Fine. How are you? Doing well, thank you. And Mr. Lossman, prisoner 772845-2748. Good for you for reading that upside down. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said it wrong every time. But the mind yeah, is Lossman, capable of many things. You'll have that. Uh, <laughs> things are going well here in the clink. Um... Uh, no, in the cloth is everything's the clink. This is prison mic. It's a prison, prison mic here in the clink. Yep, it's a prison mic. We're just sitting here sipping on a hooch. <laughs> and, uh, things Some are... backed up gin. Yeah, lo- looking looking forward to getting out. <laughs> yeah, just... not 20 years to five or whatever. Yeah, I can't, I can't read all the numbers either which way, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, good. Well, um, well, boys, this is the first, this is the last... Man, let's see. The first of the last. This isn't this isn't the last episode we'll do this year, but it is the last one before Christmas or Christmas, as they say in the north. So, um, what have you been up to? What have you guys been been getting after? How were things? Golf. Golf. I wish I would have said little golf. little winter time in Florida. Golf can't beat it. <laughs> Weather is the best it's ever going to be. It's beautiful outside. Played Saturday yeah. and Sunday this past weekend. Loved it. Fantastic. <sighs> That sounds amazing. That sounds way cooler yeah, than what good. I did. What you? What? What have you been doing? I didn't do anything. Well, I can't say that. No, I got, and this is a potential uh, interesting situation I'm in now. But I got a potentially interesting bicycle. Oh yes, you did. Yes, I got a folding bicycle because it can fit in my Prius. Didn't realize how iconic apparently that is, <laughs> but I got a folding bicycle, um, and it fits in my Prius, and I like it it's very lightweight and i took it for a spin and somebody asked me or actually somebody told me they were like there are a couple kids fishing and one of them goes dude sweet bike and i go all right and he goes give you 100 bucks to launch it in the lake and i was like <laughs> i was like i'm good man and i just threw him the deuces and kept rolling because i was like you know go back to fishing what's, what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah a hundred dollars to throw it in the and he was like, Lake. yeah, he was like, no joke, dude. And I was like, no joke. I make enough money to not give two shits about that. And like, so don't worry <laughs> about it. I was like, why don't you launch yourself in the lake, you dingus? 
But you, you dang is you freaking donger. I didn't feel like fighting a bunch of children, so I was like, well, but <laughs> And then I just rode away into the sunset. And then I came around because the lake's in a circle, so I had to come home anyways. So jokes on them. I just snuck past him. <laughs> jokes on them. Did he offer you I was gonna say if he saw you a second time, he could have offered you two hundred. If I saw him the next time, I would have pushed him into the lake. Not felt <laughs> if he offered right. you 200 take it, right? Because didn't that only cost you like 130 bucks? <laughs> Technically, yeah. I'd be in the green on that one. You know what? <laughs> Amazon links below, boys and girls. <laughs> that, that logic Just is kidding. sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, for this holiday season, we drove up to Indiana. So I'm sitting up here way far away from the uh, the old studio where my audio quality was. It's probably going to be better here, actually. <laughs> it sounds really good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, you know, we record on our mics separately, but um, no, it's good. It's good. Um, but what I didn't have time because we literally rolled into town yesterday very late, and um, so I didn't have a chance to stop and get some, or the you know precognition of trying to stop somewhere on the way from an eighteen-hour drive and get some actual good beer. Um, so I don't have anything, but I do have a good. I, I have a good little holiday. Holiday treat for the boys and girls out there to talk to about in our uh, what are you drinking, what are you going to drink section. Um, but literally, um, all I did today was try to buy a PS5 because Best Buy put on their blog that they were going to release some. Um, this is not jumping into the geek news just yet, but uh, let me just let you guys know. It was a farce, and I was online all day. And at 8 o'clock, when they said they were going to release it, they did not. At 9 o'clock a.m., excuse me, EST, they uh, they said they were going to have new restocks. And so, sure enough, by 8, well, by 9 o'clock in 30 seconds, their website was shit, broke down, didn't work, couldn't get one. Walmart opened them up at 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 3.30, 3.40, and 3.50. Also didn't get one then. So, if you're trying to get a PS5, or if you've already got one, Godspeed and in, in Take a little slice of humble pie this holiday, because other folks out there that badly need it, like poor Chet in Chicago, <laughs> needs a PlayStation 5 in his 500-square-foot apartment with all the restaurants and bars that he usually goes to that he can't, because they're all closed down thanks to COVID. People are, are really struggling out there, so those scalpers and bots, you should feel ashamed of yourself, but I didn't get one for him, and I tried really hard. Yeah, <laughs> feel ashamed of your robot selves, you bots. <laughs> It is nasty. Like, it, I don't know oh, if you guys yeah. tried to get stuff. Like, I got a Switch day one. I got first day it was available. I got my Switch. That was, wow, that's incredible. Crazy. Oculus one, got that first day. Wow, that's crazy. Oculus two, no problem getting it. This PlayStation 5 is literally the bane of my existence. And I, I don't even want one. Like, I want one, <laughs> but I don't need one. Like, Chet needs one for his own sanity because he's going to, he's going to collapse out of depression soon i'm sure <laughs> but poor chat uh, it's been a rough year yeah poor yeah, yeah. I, I, got a, I got a buddy who has tried several times and is still unsuccessful to acquire one and i'm like i literally don't have any of that issue because i've got zero yeah. intent i'm just i'm like now nah, give it two years and then I'll, maybe i'll buy one <laughs> Like, I'll get one eventually. Yeah. I, just, I don't need one now. I'm just like, I, I, my PlayStation 4 is fine for all the games that we play together. I don't play it when you guys aren't online. So, like, who cares? Yeah, they're all I on can, eBay. I was about to say, I can, yeah. I can feel the pain, though, man. When I was trying to find flight controls, when Microsoft Flight Simulator opened up, I was like, oh, $600 out of Abu Dhabi? I'm like, that's not a bad deal if you think about it. I'm like, if oh, no. think about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, that was a bad idea. This guy's got a bunch listed for $2,200 if you want to go that steep. 
because that guy's guy is a grade hole. A asshole. How much yeah. is San- how much is Chet's sanity worth to you, Donnie? Not not twenty two hundred bucks. That one shouldn't be worth it to anybody because so, says best offer. So nineteen ninety nine. What do you got? You know, <laughs> like I don't understand. They, they must have had like nine. Like Best Buy put it on their freaking national blog that yeah. they had new stock coming, and there must have been seven. Like I don't think there was many because it was. I'm telling you, like I've I've done this game before. This was incredibly difficult, and I don't get it how you can't be better at that as a retailer. So PlayStation has no limits except for the 96 they produced. That's it. Yep. That's the limit. They predict they produced 96 worldwide and that's the limit. So yes, I found your freaking limits PlayStation. Shut up with your stupid ad campaign. So to if anybody out there truly wants to to strike back at the scalpers, um you can do so. I took this page out of a buddy of mine's book. Um he's been wasting all of their time by giving them erroneous offers. Uh, I think the lowest was $97 cash and some used, gently used, uh, like, uh, gardening equipment. Condoms. <laughs> no, like gardening equipment. And I was like, dude, I was like, you're making enemies on the internet. That's not a good idea. And he was like, no, here's the best part. He's like, those guys suck because they're doing this. And I was like, all right, you're not wrong. Like, you, you got some logic. Like, okay. I was like, if you really feel like taking the time to just lowball the heck out of some of these guys, I was like. You're fighting the good fight, buddy. Keep it up. Yeah, that <laughs> so. is a good fight. Just there's no winning. Like they, they, these people. No. Some of these people are like the lowest scumbag people you can imagine. They have to be specifically at this time right now. It's a bunch of, you know, piss ants sitting around just trying to weasel money out of people and families that you know probably don't. And most of them probably that are trying to get these things. Because it is so difficult. It's like me, where it's like I'm not, you know, trying to get it for my nine year old son who's you know is laid up in the hospital or something. It's not at all that. I just want it. So, yep. so like, oh, I can, big boy can't get his PlayStation. Okay, not a big deal. But like the the way that it's turned into such like a, a cannibalistic market where it's like literally they just have robots, you know, and programs written to go out and purchase these things as fast as they can, and that's that's just hard. It makes it hard for everybody else, and this is just the worst time to do it. So hopefully Microsoft and Sony are being like, yeah, this is great. We're just gonna keep cranking out systems rather than not selling systems and them not making any more. So I don't I don't know what the answer is, but I mean. I click that button, all those buttons of which one's a bus and which one's a taxi. I click them as best as I can. <laughs> those robots get yeah. me every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How many yeah, streetlights? Well, Anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, is that? That's like click a, the fire hydrants. Yeah, some of those are bullshit, by the way, because some of those yeah. are fire hydrants, but they're like, nah, yeah. that's not a fire hydrant. I'm like, you don't know <laughs> yeah. fire hydrants, apparently. <laughs> Like you yeah. got a robot yeah. making this program? What's going on here? It's an inside <laughs> it job. They... You trying to screw me over it's... before I even get a chance to fire hydrant my way to a PS five? You ever had those ones <laughs> where you have to like flip the animal or creature to get it standing on its legs, and it's like it doesn't verify no. you? No, and I'm but like, that's, no. How that's is probably that... the reason you're not allowed back at the petting zoo. Anyway. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I got Ro- a PS five. Actually, you don't need to do this. Ro- Roblox has that. And when I try to log on, sometimes it's like change your password, and then it's like verify that you're not a bot, and it says flip this, and it counts like how many seconds it takes for you to flip it all the way around to like get it to land on its feet. It's like it's on its feet. Fucking verify <laughs> me, Jesus. That's crazy. How yeah. long until it's just Skynet takes over, and it's like. 
pick how many fire hydrants and then tell me your first and last name and then like drink a bottle of ranch and it's like what and you're like whoa 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 <laughs> how serious do i need this <laughs> drink a bottle of ranch there's a throwback Remember when hogan man made cully do that one <laughs> that was a interesting well, interesting time but what do you think so what do you think the uh, what do you think the capture would be if it was Skynet? Like it would it be like decode this message in binary? It's like zero zero one one zero one one zero. The name's already right in front of you. No, it you're a human. Binet. That's it. Binet. Yeah. Yep. It works. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh. <laughs> well, that's where that's where we are for tonight. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Have um, a good one. As I was telling the boys, since since Indiana, uh, you know the trip up here, it's it was a lovely trip by the way. No traffic. If you want to if you want to jet up somewhere, I would highly suggest driving. Leave at four o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, um, two weeks before Christmas. Nobody on the road. It's great. Go wherever you want to. Fifteen hours, fastest time it ever took us to get here. I don't know why, but it was. So that's that's fantastic. But all that said, I did not have a beer um, tonight, but I do have in, in typical Ryan uh, fashion. I have a a lovely cocktail and because it is the uh the season of giving aka crimbus time um i do have a recommendation for some folks out there it's been floating around the internet but i had to try it myself and i can i can review that so um lossman i don't know ryan i know you had a beer that you tried recently you want to talk about if you want to kick us off with that one then i'll go and lossman with an actual beer you can close this out happy <laughs> yeah absolutely and donnie you're probably familiar with it lossman i'm not sure if you've ever had it but uh every november december at BJ's Brewhouse, the Grand Cru, it's a Belgium-style strong ale, comes out. And um, I always seem to catch it when, like, it's at the tail end. Like, I'm never there to first get it when it first comes out, which always sucks for some reason. But so I uh, was up at BJ's Brewhouse last Tuesday, I want to say it was. Yeah, a week ago because we didn't have the podcast. So I went out f- for dinner and uh, – saw that they had it listed. Well, they didn't have anything in the keg, but I did get uh, the very last bottle. Because of COVID, they were able to bottle this seasonal beer, which uh, I stuck in my fridge and, and, and had it the other night. And Donnie, I don't know if you remember it, but it's, you know, it really is a whirlwind of fruit and spices, man. It's it's just, yeah, I think, one of the best Belgiums uh, around. Really? Well, and- Comparative to, to Coppertail. Yes, the unholy. The unholy. That's the only. That's my. That's my gold standard for Belgians. Well, I think this one. Uh, this one's a little bit heavier. I think in, in the mouthfeel. Really? Yeah, in, in my opinion, it's uh, you know a little more multi characteristic too, but uh, than than your copper tail Belgium. But uh, nothing against the unholy. I just think this one is, no. and it's ten percent, so it's right up there with it. You know, um, so. That's what I had, and uh, I'll look forward to it again next year, and I'll probably be the last one to get a bottle of it. <laughs> so is it they only make it when? When do they make it? At the tail end of the summertime or what? Um, well, I don't know when they actually go into fermentation with it, but it's only released around like after October, mid-November. You know, it's a seasonal beer, and then it usually, once it runs out, they don't, they don't send it back, so... Uh, or Got send it. it back out. It, you know, that's how BJ's, all their specialty beers, they... they sort of cycle them through so yeah got it okay. there you Good. go if you're ever in tampa i, I do like board. bj's i like a couple like the I, I the jeremiah red is actually a red that i appreciate from from bj's and then their piranha pale ale the piranha pale ale is good yep the piranha pale ale i like and then um they tatanka have one stout. more that i always get tatanka stout i love the tatanka stout 
It's a little sweeter than most stouts, but I do enjoy it. Yep. There's a couple there that I like. Thick, heavy from, from, from stout. Like because I feel like BJ's is like on the border of being like like not a brewery, but they are still craft and they kind of make their own stuff. But the thing that I do like about BJ's, which really stuck with me because that's kind of what we do the same way is, is like they're all about pairing. I mean, obviously they're a restaurant, right. so like they make beer, but their main sales come from their food, right? So they're always like... And that's what I always thought was the the key to craft beer and how like a bar or restaurant can can use craft beer to, to leverage that to make more money to increase their tips to increase their bills to increase their tickets every time and that, that makes perfect sense and it happens that's exactly what happens oh you had the t bone steak you should try it with this oh you had the cheeseburger or the spicy uh, you know s- s- pasta or whatever you should have this you know that stuff I think really does work. And BJ's does a really good job of that. Their menu is all about their beer, right? And uh, surrounding around their food. So, like, that's my go-to, which is which is why I loved working there with you, buddy. You know, that's right. Ten, fifteen. It's been fifteen years, eighteen years. I don't know how long it's been? Two thousand eight. So, so, so it's twelve years. Twelve years point. ago. Yeah. yeah, I was close to that. Fifteen. Fifteen sounded way too long. But <laughs> damn it, it is. It is twelve years. Yeah. Jesus. And and like you said, I mean, they even with their with their beer menu on normal non-COVID years. You know, yeah. the the job yeah. of the servers and the hosts are to uh, talk to each Swing guest, beers. you yeah. know, ask if they know about our beers, but if not, then, or their beers, and if not, tell them about them and then tell them what might pair well. And I think they even put that in the menu too. This beer pairs well. That's exactly with what this. I, I just, yeah, that's what I was that? saying. Okay. Like every, every menu item had a beer, like, oh, you're getting this, you should have this beer. And I think that's brilliant. And I think that if, if just any Johnny off the spot, you know, restaurant did that, any, and that it's, Specifically, right now, when these things need every little penny they can get, yeah. you know, it's like you you introduce you don't even understand because what 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 it costs you to give that customer like an ounce of beer to try it. Anyone that tries that beer, if you try three beers, you're gonna buy one. There's eight bucks or seven bucks or yep. whatever, right? Add yep. it to your bill. For sure, you have one beer. <laughs> you're gonna probably most people I think would order two. They won't. They won't. You know, if they they could be driving or whatever, so they won't order like five of them. But that that incremental sales is what really drives. Um, Really is a benefit to to mom and pop restaurants yep. and even even chain restaurants. It's just it's a brilliant strategy. So well, more and more restaurants and, are doing that. And to, but. to that point too, it also helps out another area local to of course Lost Man out in Lakeland because the uh, BJ's beers are now brewed at Brew Hub. So Ooh. the expansion many many years ago where they came down to Florida, everything was still brewed out in California. <clears throat> Excuse me, when they came down to Tampa area. Everything was still brewed out in California and shipped and everything like that. Well, now it's made in our backyard. So it doesn't have to travel as far. Of course, they they do everything they need to do to make sure that the integrity of the beer is still there. So that that helps out local economy in so many ways. So you're not only helping out restaurant chains, but local economy. And when it's not BJ's, you know, they're getting their beers from other places too, which also helps. Like you get any kind of local beers on tap, and that helps too. So they do. nobody's going to a restaurant getting a, a penny pasta and suggesting a Miller Lite to go with it. I mean, that's just not what it is. No, but during happy hour, you can get $2 bottle drafts of Miller Lite. Just throw that out there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, so. Whatever, man. But that's that's good. No, that's a good review, Ryan. That's that's good. I, I, it's fond memories of that place. And, yep. and, Back when yeah, we were I don't all have young, any idea how wild, and free. <laughs> young, wild, and free. <laughs> Oh, the days. Oh, the days. Um, oh, thank you. Cool. Well, okay. So so here's the big reveal. So what I brought. So this, you guys have probably seen it floating on the internet. But essentially, this is this is literally um, Fireball and Cream Soda. And what, <laughs> what they say it tastes like is a cinnamon bun. And this is why it's a holiday drink. Because if you if you, you want to drink it during your, your Christmas dinner or dessert or even breakfast, you know, where no one's judging you. But um, 
when you do a good ratio, and I'm, I'm going off the hip because I don't know what it really is, and I didn't look up the recipe either, and I don't care to. I was a bartender for a few years. I know what I like. And um, <laughs> I did about a one-to-one. So I did one one cream soda part and one you know uh, fireball part. I did it in a 12-ounce or 16-ounce pint glass, so... <laughs> we'll call it we'll call it eight and eight but <laughs> but it was but it was uh it was you know it's it's what i uh it's what i how, how i wanted to try it and so after drinking it like and maybe again mine might be a little bit strong but but it does it has the cinnamon and it has enough of the vanilla and the cream soda you guys ever really like a cream soda you guys oh, yeah. do a good cream soda yeah, yeah. it's been yep. years but uh yeah i mean when i used to when I used to work for Big Soda, I um I would get a cream soda as a as a delightful treat after lunch because I was like, mm, I'm gonna spoil myself, and I would get a a, a a whatever the hell they had on tap cream soda, and uh, and I just liked it because it was so sweet and so so sugary, and it was you know it was something I could enjoy every now and again. But man, with Fireball in it, it it does have this you know cinnamon they say like you can get you know cocktails and stuff that taste like cinnamon toast crunch or like whatever else but the uh the cinnamon bun i actually really enjoy so nice man it's it's good i don't i don't know alcohol wise or calories or any of that kind of stuff but i i i enjoy i enjoy the um the cinnamon bun here so um cream soda and fireball it's it's good it's good for a holiday drink it's a nice holiday drink i would not drink this in the middle of july i'll tell you that much right now nice but it's good right now. Better make yeah. for a nice shot too. Like, oh, that would like a little tiny guy, just oh, a little yeah. tiny guy, you know. Yeah. A little cream, cream soda, and like a little Fireball action. Yep, can't yeah. beat it. It's it's weird. Me and Fireball, we have a we have like a distant relationship where there's you know there's stuff I'll try and there's stuff that I'm like I don't like Fireball enough now, let alone if it was mixed with watermelon or whatever the hell people suggest to mix it with <laughs> didn't you have a now. bottle of fireball available on your wedding day yeah uh, i did you did <laughs> uh, i thought that's a that was the last time donnie had fireball <laughs> well, no no that's not true <laughs> no, no i'm too smissive. you got married in 2014 that is certainly not true <laughs> um not true at all but 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 it's you know it's good we we actually ryan we always have a bottle of fireball somewhere in the house okay. no, no lie but it's not something i drink a lot of it's like like you said like you you know you can have a shot of it here a shot of it there yeah yeah mix it up with something crazy like this but um yeah so that's what i got tonight it's not a craft beer and i apologize for the listeners we've had uh, this is episode 133 of our main show. We have 260-something episodes posted on the channel. I apologize for the first time. I don't have a craft beer. Wow. I don't even have a beer. It's okay. It's okay. Crafted cocktails Laos work. is here. Uh, Laos is here to change the tides of that statement. Laos is here to save the beer. Um, so, there we go. <laughs> uh, so, well, I guess mine... Oh, boy. This one is not a type of craft anymore. But um, I brought the Dogfish Head uh, 90. That's that's craft. Yeah, okay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought that's they were, not the craft. I thought they were making such quantities that no longer qualified, but okay. Oh, uh, well, it doesn't matter. They're still, they're still craft beer in my heart. Yeah, Just like I, Grogu is still called Baby Yoda. That's right. For me. Forever. Spoilers. Ah, two episodes ago. Yeah, okay. you should have watched so, it by now. I've already watched it, so... You should have watched it by now. <laughs> I'm in that boat. In any event, I have the Dogfish Head uh, 90, and you know what? Uh, so there's two reasons I bought this one. Uh, the first one, I'll be honest, was because it was BOGO. <laughs> uh, Where was it BOGO? Because I bought it for the like recently, right before we left, for 13 bucks a, a six-pack. So did I, but it was $13 for a 12-pack, uh, <sighs> and it was at Publix. Mm. 
Picked a God great week to not it. drink beer. Jesus. Right? God bless it. So that's what I kind of didn't want to leave Good for you, that, bro. But I saw it and I was like, well, like, okay, so full disclosure, they put in You're a new tonight. Publix liquor store, brand new, like 100%. <laughs> like, it, I think it opened two weeks ago, right into a very historic uh, Lakeland shopping center referred to as Southgate. We've talked about it on the podcast before. I won't get into that. Uh, they put it in, like like they put this whole liquor store in, and it was so new. It's it, it's just in a weird spot, so no one sees it. So <laughs> I've been kind of like trying to show up there and be like, you know, just shark them. Well, just see what's going on. And so I walked in. The guy was like, "Oh, can I help you find anything?" I was like, "No, nah, I think I'll know it when I see it." And I was like, "I saw it," <laughs> and swoop both those. So again, yeah, Bogo Dogfish Head ninety, and they also had the sixty. Uh, Bogo. You gotta put that on the group, man, because, like, I always try to take pictures when they have, like, you know, Golden Monkey or whatever that's Bogo, because that's just, like, too good to be true. That was, and it was, and it is. Dogfish had 90 Bogo? 90 and 60 Bogo. I had the 60 about two weeks ago, and I really enjoyed it, so I was like, you know what, let me give the 90 another shot, because I brought it on the cast before. I gave it a sort of a, it's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna re-up that, just to make everything nice and easy, nice and quick. Yeah, you know what? It's good. I like it. It is good. As the funny, 9%. the funny thing is, it, yeah, and I don't know if this hit you either, Ryan, but I've I've done this before, where I I've always put the ninety and the one twenty and the sixty on a pedestal. I honestly think that my sweet spot is the sixty because when I drink the ninety, I have to be very choosy as to when I want it because by the time I'm like two thirds done with it and you're just down to that last like third of the beer. It's a little bit warmer, and it's so rich and so piney and so heavy. Not, not that it's heavy. Heavy is the wrong word for it, but it's like it's just such a it's such an intense beer that I'm like, like kind of. I, I last time I had one, and like I said, last you go to my house, uh-huh. you know, there's there's five of them in the fridge still. And I'm like, man, like this, like it just got to the end of it. And I was like, this just doesn't have that. I wasn't as excited to finish it as yeah. I was when I started it. That's that's what I find with it. So. I agree um, with that. Yeah, it's definitely something you got to drink when it's still mildly cold, you know, or sitting by the fire or something outside. It's like it's in like cold it's weather. Gotta, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got a it's got a definitely persona around it because I tried to just drink it with dinner and I was like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. that's where uh, you and I differ because I have. <laughs> I mean, I got so many of them for so cheap. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not a bad beer just to have either. Yeah, like, just to have Correct. on board. Yep. So yeah. got plenty of them and happy of that purchase. And I would make that again if that same deal arose. That's all I got. Um, good. Well, I think if you know when that deal is going to end, please, by all means, put it in the group. But um, I would definitely, if I'm still in the state, I would come pick it up. That's <laughs> why I didn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Ryan, um, if you right, go well, anything else, out, you got you to gotta get a, uh, what do you call it, rain check. So you can come back and get it when they have it back in stock. So they only had two left in the uh, public liquor store. And so I grabbed the first one that was on the top shelf inside the cooler, which is like, they make their coolers ridiculously tall these days. But I grabbed the first one and I saw the last one in there. And I was like, well, I walked over to the guy at the counter. He was very bored. And I go, I'm setting this down. I go, because the next one is way in the back. And I was like, I don't want to break one without buying it and enjoying it. I was like, so I'll be back. And so I literally, he watched me like scale the beer cooler and I was like, no, gotta get the BOGO. Like, and, I, and I did. 
But it was like, it was a tricky shot. It was a little dicey for about mm, 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. You'll have that with those big jobs, Loss. I mean, uh, I will and I did, and I am. Mm. <laughs> All, All right. three Good tenses? Oh, it's a tense moment. Right. His, him, her, it. Mm. Non-gender identification. <laughs> um, All right. Well, that's good. Um, all right. Well, if you guys don't um, have anything else, we can uh, we can move back in. We can move on into our um, what do you drink and what do you get a drink section. We've covered that. Now we're going to get into our beer news. Um, and I have a couple. Uh, uh, actually, we haven't done this segment in a long time. So, uh, Ryan, I don't know if you've seen the notes. And yeah. if you have, that's fine. You can study those questions. But what we essentially did was we have been ignoring the beer community for a while. Not by purpose, but just because we had other stuff to talk about. And... Um, I gathered some questions from the last few weeks, months, what have you, um, from Reddit, from the great, from the group, from just questions that I know, and I've got ten of them here. So we're gonna run through them, um, quick bite style, as Joe from uh, this week in Geek would say. Uh, we're gonna run through quick, quick bites, and uh, Ryan, just give me your take, and if I have anything to put on top, I will. But since you're the in-house most resident and experienced brewer, I thought it'd be fun to revisit this. We used to do this, I don't know yeah. what, every other week or something, where we would take. Feedback and questions and comments and yeah, anything you want to ask about while. beard. Mm-hmm. It, it's been a long, long time. It's been a long time since you brewed, I know. So, like, I kind of put this in here to see, you know, as we round out 2020, what, what can be formally known as the, you know, world's worst year. Um, we can just say, hey, we've done this and now we're, we've done our part and we're going to move into 2021 with a fresh slate. Hopefully brewing more beer and uh, doing more fun things and talking way more geek news um, as, you know, things get better. So I'm excited about it, but yeah. Ryan, again, no pressure. This is just uh, here to test kind of like where you're at and to see if um, anybody listening out there has any of these same questions that we can help them answer. So Go for if it. you're down, we can kick it off. Yeah, and please. I, I would also beg to differ that the dinosaurs might not agree that this is the world's worst year. Mm, good like point. The dinosaurs might That's be true, like, that was... hey, man, you weren't here for the bad shit. <laughs> but dinosaurs didn't exist, so who cares? Okay, well, all right, let's just go ahead and disregard <laughs> quick, the dinosaurs. Quick, did the moon landing, <laughs> which we're going back to soon here, very soon. Before <laughs> so. we get into this real quick, uh, it, it, I thought that for some reason, like, all the restaurants had shut down again. And I'm like, when did this happen? Because I went out to dinner before before we got on the show. And I could not go, like, BJ's was closed, Chili's was closed. Like, all these places are closed. I was like, did they do a COVID shutdown? Like, what's going on here? Turns out it was a water main that broke. And so for a second there, I thought something <laughs> came back. I was like, what's going on? And then wait, I, wait, you just heard about this because Tampa's been on a boil notice for the last like two weeks. No, that got fixed. A whole new issue oh. happening today at four oh. o'clock. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that I was unaware about. So. Ryan's yeah. like, I've been doing just fine. He holds up a glass of green water. He's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. Got myself a nice steak, baked potato. Anyway, yeah. just wanted yeah. to throw that in there. Donnie, ask the questions away, my friend. All right, all right, all right. Well, we'll start off with Evil Chris, and I love these these nicknames that I found from these people. But Evil Chris asked, "Okay, Ryan, when they say that beer has the taste of orange, rind, mm-hmm. vanilla, or chocolate, is that because they use those actual ingredients in fermentation, or is that all chemical?" And I don't think this guy really knows what he's asking yeah. when he's saying this. No. But but can you break it down for just a bit? Yeah. So for for any of those flavors, you and remember can quick hits. We're probably, trying to do two minute answers. I know. I know. Not even. Yeah, uh, you could probably use an eps- an extract or something like that. Uh, vanilla, a lot of times you can put that into secondary fermentation if you want to. Uh, chocolate, you could you could also get by an extract, or you can use a chocolate malt. So uh, anytime you're gonna, if he's if he's talking about tasting off flavors, you know, then that's more you're gonna get like uh, buttery like popcorn. If you ever get like a buttery popcorn 
movie theater flavor in your in your beer, uh, dump it out and and ask them to clean their lines and or and put new beer that's fresh on tap. There you go. There we go. Simple enough. Lousman, any comments? Don't drink buttered popcorn. Got it. Nope. <laughs> no, that's that's. I always call it dextrocetaphil. I don't know. I don't think that's the uh, right ash, term. But. Acetal. So yeah. Either way. Uh, but yeah, that's that's horrible. It's when the the proteins and shitty they clog up the lines and na- make it all nasty. So yeah, I, I agree. That's awful. I've actually watched um, Donnie okay. do it. I've actually watched Donnie go one sip and he goes nope and he dumps the whole thing out and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, yep. uh, sure enough, it was Dollar Bud Selects. Yeah. And Ooh. he went, nope, I'm not drinking this. And I was like, uh, okay. I was like, activated. It, give you, it gives you a headache. It gives yeah. you a bad headache. Yep. Nope. I agree. And if you have like extra large bubbles, you know, there's there's telltale signs of it. If you don't get any foam head, there's either dirty glass or dirty lines. But anyways, all right. Um, Aspinyar asked, um, can someone please explain to me how lagers and ales and where the yeast can someone please explain to me how lagers and ales and where the yeast sits during fermentation affects the flavors that come out of it. It's the Ryan. it's the style of yeast. So certain styles of of uh, yeast will produce certain styles of beer. Lager yeast t- uh, takes a lot longer. Although I do believe there is a way to speed up the fermentation process when it comes to lagers. Now, um, I forget the exact science behind it, but Chris from 610 explained it to me one day. Whereas, you know, ale yeast, you know, you could just use whatever basic yeast. If you want to brew a Belgium, you know, get a Belgium style yeast. So every style of yeast will produce a different taste for a specific style of beer. Yeah. Yeah. And the the crazy thing about that, too, is it's not only the style, like you said, it's longer. It's also the process of how they how they ferment or how long or what temperature. Right, like all that stuff changes, well, and it's all dependent correct. on, but not governed by the style of yeast that you're using. Correct. Uh, certain certain beers that you need to brew uh, or that you're fermenting need to be uh, fermented at a certain temperature. I forget what lagers are, but every every style of beer also has a, a degree of temperature that you that you need to hit too. All right, uh, moving right along. Why are there? Why are IPAs so diversive or? divisive yeah i'm I'm (laughs) trying to figure out the answer to this question i think what he's wondering is why uh maybe diverse like so many different styles and that that could all be due to whatever ibus every uh brewer is trying to obtain in the in the in the process when they add their hops you know a longer hop addition meaning do you put it in right when it starts to boil or do you put the hops in 10 minutes before before it stops boiling or before the end of the boil, you know, you're going to get different hop flavor profiles. You're going to get different IBUs. And also uh, all different styles of hops have different alpha acids, which will determine that level of IBUs. So like a Citra might have 13%, uh, whereas a Tetanang, which is mostly used in uh, Belgian beers and things like that, have only 2% alpha acids. So it all depends on what the brewer is trying to obtain with that style of beer that they're trying to brew for an IPA. I also think that there has something to do with just the style. Like an IPA is pretty open-ended in terms of a style. Like a porter is a porter and a stout is a stout. And like a pale ale is a pale ale. And if it goes crazier than a pale ale, it's an IPA. You know what I mean? Like when they get really into some bizarre stuff, like IPAs, I feel like you can just really, with the bold flavor that you get out of them, you can you can push it to like a mango IPA or a pineapple IPA. But you hardly see, mm. you know, those kind of connections unless it's like chocolate stout. Yeah. Or, you know, milk stout or something like that. Like, you don't typically see a lot of other style beers have such a diverse portfolio of things that you can you can mess with to make it that. 
And I think that's why IPAs are so diverse. Well, diverse. And to to the point of, or to the question above, it also depends on what grains you're using. You could you could do uh, a stout that's you know high high in IBUs and maybe call it a, a black IPA or something like that. It depends on the grains, the yeast, all that stuff. But I think for just you know the diverseness of the IPA, I think for this question, uh, it just depends really on when the hops are added into into the boil. We'll go with that. Cool. Cool. All right. <clears throat> Red the Lightning asked, how long is beer uh, good in a crowler for? Um, he wanted to save it for a while, but um, he, he'll see, and it's, he, he doesn't want an IPA. So yeah. how, how good is beer in a crowler? Because what is a crowler? And just, just start there. Yeah, it's a can growler that they do on site usually. Uh, I would say anywhere from like 14 to 21 days, depending on – uh, how fresh you want it to be anything after that you might not get it as uh as good plus was it uh you know on ice and transportation you know like i mean all all sorts of variables but uh i like the crowler because it's like 24 ounces of beer it's like a tall boy but bigger and then you can have some you know now yeah. and it, but you actually no you can't you have to drink it all in one sitting that's the crazy thing but like unlike a regular growler that might be thirty two ounces or something, like when I crack one of those, I'm like, crap, I have to drink this in the next like two days. A crowler is usually like about roughly two beers or a little less, so like you can actually have one of those in one sitting and still be all right. That's what I like about crowlers. Absolutely. Plus, plus you can get some like good brewerish beer. Again, not in the growler size, but you could enjoy it. So you get two or three crowlers, you can enjoy a bunch of different beers and have a pretty good supply of it. So mm-hmm. I love crowlers, but yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say longer than two weeks, really. Cool. Because it does still come off the tap. So. Next one. I, I do like crowlers as well. Oh. Yeah. Love a good crowl, man. Gotta love a crowl. Gotta love a crowl. Um, Zach Worm. What makes honey lager a honey lager? Do they add honey? Question mark. Well, so I've never brewed a honey lager, but I would only imagine that they would not actually add real honey. <laughs> Uh, honey, real honey is going to add a lot more sugars, which means you're going to have to account for the yeast and the fermentation process, things of that nature. Um, are there any other treatments they could do? Sure. I don't know. I've never done it, but I would say probably you're going to do a honey lager and include a honey malt so that in, in your grain bill, when you, when you create it. So I would go look at adding, uh, honey to your malt or to your grain bill and not actually to your fermentation or brew process. Which is the difference, as you said, because what happens is the malt, like Ryan, you've said on a couple answers now, really controls, um, not controls, but it can significantly modify the color, the taste, the flavor, the weight, the gravity, the sugar, the alcohol. It, it's kind of like the lifeblood of your beer. And so when you have these different, you know, types of malts and how they are roasted or or not roasted or whatnot, they can really impact the flavor, the look, the color, all that stuff of the beer. And um, I've never brewed a honey lager, but I I knew pretty well that you don't add honey to it because that's like saying I'm just going to add more sugar to my beer, and that will throw off everything. Either it won't be fermented enough or too much or your cans will explode or your bottles will shatter you know there's a whole bunch of different stuff that when you start adding sugar to a to an ecosystem that literally is is there to eat sugar and convert it into alcohol you can really mess things up and i i done that uh in my own way (laughs) trying to brew a s'mores beer with real marshmallow and real chocolate and real graham cracker and 
Man, let me tell you. <laughs> it was a real mess. It was, a, well, uh, not just, I didn't account for enough yeast is the is the oh. problem. So I basically set the yeast to a crack party to die. So, oh, yeah. So good luck with that one there, buddy. <laughs> All right. My favorite flame asked, um, the best way to enjoy an Imperial Porter. See, Dottie, I think this is a perfectly uh, well-written question for you because you've got that knowledge and skill. I mean, I, I I do love a good Imperial Porto, but the best way to do it is sitting outside a fire um, in the snow, preferably, uh, bundled up with your loved ones. But no, in, Imperial Portos, I, I do enjoy, they tend to be more sweet because they're more rich, and by more rich and more sweet, more alcohol, and by more alcohol, they're just heavier. They yeah. have a heavy mouthfeel. They've got that real true, um, not black tar, but like motor oil, right, when you pour it. Um, you can see that, and sometimes that's good. I enjoy that, specifically if they're on the drier side. I enjoy that, specifically when it comes to porters and things. Um, but sitting outside by the fire, it's nice to to cuddle up with a nice, you know, big. It, it's not a snifter. I wouldn't even say it's like a tulip glass. I mean, I would have my porter literally just in in a yeti or something, <laughs> something to keep it cool, to keep it to keep it nice, to keep it mobile, and uh, and not, you know. Um, I guess if it's cold outside, that's fine. But if you're sitting by the fire, you know, there's, 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 you know, warmth there The the ideal temperature for Imperial porters, I think are a little bit warmer than you would have it versus colder. And I think that just, again, releases that richness, both in the aroma and the mouthfeel and the taste. And I think that's, that's the best Imperial Porter. The best way to have one at least is, is sitting somewhere relaxing after dinner, after dessert, um, enjoying it by the fire where it's nice and cold. You you can have an Imperial Porter with dinner or something like that, but again, typically you're talking in the teeners in terms of alcohol, so they're they're above ten percent alcohol or something like that. Especially an Imperial Porter um, that can really set you back. So um, that's my take on it. All right, next one, Laos. That's for you. Um, Aaron Kama <laughs> asked. Does anyone like stag and pickle, or is it just me? So if you're not familiar with I believe he's talking about red stag, the whiskey, and pickle being a pickle back. And we've talked about this several times. So, Lausman. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, to answer that question, for sure. Uh, so the pickle back was referenced, uh, I think, last episode, or maybe the one before. Yep. yep, okay. So it was referenced last episode. It's been, it's actually, it's been, it's becoming a staple in my house because uh, I really do enjoy the weird, weird-ass mix of the two flavors. I mean, sometimes you'll you'll want to take a shot, and I don't necessarily like sweet. Like, I'm just a guy who doesn't enjoy sweet. So, like, the porters sometimes lose me. Like, all the really, really, like, chocolatey, sweet stuff. Like, that just sometimes loses me entirely. So... Um, something like a pickleback has slowly become a staple, um, absolutely, because you get that salty, and you get the bourbon, which somehow works, so I can't explain any of that, how it works and whatnot, scientifically, <laughs> but man, oh man, <laughs> it's a good time, so I, I, I recommend them, and I don't think I answered the question at all. That's okay, because that guy asked a question when we're talking about beer. True. <laughs> so, okay. Well, so good on so good on you. I think you did a great job. Yeah, we'll just give him like a, a sideways answer, and I think that'll work. And uh, good on you for ordering them picklebacks. All right, three left. I am too poor to be Batman. Asked, what is mead, Ryan? Is it any good? Yeah, mead's basically a fermented honey. So instead of the brewing process for beer, you ferment honey, and then there you go. 
There's your meat. Does that mean it's maltless? Uh, I believe so. Hopsless? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, because the, so like com- the sugar all comes from the honey. Got it. Okay. Good to know. Um, every Elevon 16, can someone please explain to me the importance of glassware? I think we talked about that. Yep. It makes it, uh, you know, it can, depending on the, the style and the beer that you have, it can breathe better. It can smell better. The aroma's there. It unlocks things the way that you pour it. Carbonation, temperature. It impacts everything. Glassware is just a piece of it, right? Yeah. Part of the equation. Cool. All right. Any other comments, Lossman? I was about to say, it's it's probably better than like an old McDonald's cup. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because those are horrible <laughs> to drink beer out of. Been there, done that. Yep. Done it Ahoy, too. Ahoy Butternuts is going to take us home with this what one. What a great name. Um, <laughs> how? Ryan, you please tell us, how do you tell if a beer just tastes great or if it has something weird extra in it? I mean, that's up to the individual. I could make my jalapeno IPA and give it to one person. They might love it. The next person might not love it, you know. Uh, I've seen that happen before. Yeah. Not very yeah. – it's very rare when it does. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really just a subjective question more than a science question. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think you can put some weird extra flavor in it. Like, for for example, myself, who my favorite beer that I've ever mm-hmm. had, made, or experienced was Lipstick on a Zombie Pig, which is a cool. recreation of the old uh, Lakeland Brewing Company's um, pale ale that had strawberry, basil, and black pepper. Never on my in my life do I ever thought I would have I would have said that was the beer that I love. But man, that is the beer that I love. So LBC, there's that good <laughs> questions. LBC. Good questions. Keep them coming. If you have more, you can always email us at um, brewmasters club or um, at, you can email us at info at brewmasters club or info at uh, craftologyradio.com. You can do either one you want to. Uh, we will take questions. We'll take comments. We'll read them aloud. In fact, we'll even give you credit. So say, Hey, spicy boys and give us your comments and we'll, we'll take them and read them off the lawn are off online for you or go to the Facebook group Craft Brews Geek News and leave your questions there. We will find them. Promise. Hossman, you gonna say something? No, I was I was gonna do a joke. No, <laughs> oh, right. I was gonna say like I, yeah, you know what? We'll even take your take your half hearted arguments. Like just sort of like there you a, go. Eh, it was well, a we're joke. we're chugging right along and we're nearly out of time already. Yep. <laughs> but we're gonna get into our um, geek news section, drink it on it, and send it on back here with the next few minutes. Boys, has anyone seen Mando Season 2, Episode 7, Chapter 15, I think. <laughs> Long title. Sure. Long title. Long title, but it was really good. And if you notice on the channel here, uh, Joe had a, a hell of a time getting through um, This Week in Geek. And so there was so much that happened last week that we, we decided that we were going to bundle the final two episodes into... Our last one, which is going to be Friday, where we actually uh, record our last uh, hoorah for the episode uh, or for the season two of Mandalorian. But man, did I enjoy it. And Lausman, I want you to kick it off because as soon as I saw this episode, knowing how much of an imperialist uh, sympathizer that you are, I thought, man, a hero's greeting for the good guys from the bad guys. How much did Laos love this episode? So if you haven't seen it, we won't dive too far, but I guarantee we will say something that will spoil it. So I'm not going to do the whole review. But I will give some highlights that I like. But Laos, can you kick us off on that one? Uh, so yeah, I absolutely can because so this one I think uh, to Donnie's point was absolutely geared towards me. Um, again, yeah, we're not doing, uh, we're not intending to do spoilies, so 
It's okay. You can no do spoilers because we people we'll we'll have the full review on Friday. It's only a few days away. Yeah. Like trust me, if you haven't seen it by now, you, you just turn this part off for at least five five to ten minutes, and then we'll come back. Yeah, I think it's only five. <laughs> Um, so it is just fantastic. Like, this is the same, I got the same, like, just good feeling out of this episode in particular that I got out of the first two to three missions. Well, I shouldn't say two to three missions, but two to three overall missions of, uh, Battlefront 2 for PlayStation 4. So, like, it was just so cool to see the other side of that coin. That is Star Wars. Because, like, all you hear, you know, growing up, when we grew up, you know, that was 90s, late 80s and whatnot. All you hear is, like, how great the Resistance is and there's the Rebellion and just blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, yeah, I, I got it. Like, But, like, some of us enjoy, like, a cool militarized, like, setting of, like, a movie or, like, a particular, you know, whatever that you want to get behind. So, like, it's just kind of cool to see, like, oh, man, like, this is, like, the people who are in, they're just grinding it out, like, trying to make things work, trying to be, you know, a soldier in this particular setting and time and everything. So, this was the one that did that. Like, I mean, this, this again, you know, touched, this particular episode, I should say, touched on, um, you know, <laughs> just how what it is to be a stormtrooper that is performing well. <laughs> So yeah. it was just I thought so they were cool. going to get medals. I thought they were going to be handed medals or some sort of ceremony, but man, that was so good. Yeah. It it, it just had yeah. such a feel good like, oh man, like you saw the other stormtroopers just you know, just and raising Captain their hands. Creepy, dude. Yes. Ha- slapping in high fives and what that. So Yeah. It was just And then you see, and then you saw the true colors cuz you see the imperial leadership where they actually peeled back the onion and was like, yeah, we you know, Great job, great job, great. Let's have a drink. But you realize that we don't care. We'll kill ten thousand more of our own people just to get across the the point of the empire. Yep. And it's like, Whoa. and then it just turns so dark. It was very Rick and Morty esque, if I may say. They had like, to remind you that they were the bad guys. That's what they did. Yeah. Like they, it was just so many reminders. To your point, like it was just. I mean, man, wow. It was it was a whole lot going on, and it was a lot of emotion. And I couldn't help but notice uh, an article that I read that referenced um, why this particular um, episode of The Mandalorian did what it did. It was actually kind of going back. I'm trying to find the, the exact name of the, the, uh, the show or the movie itself. But uh, there was a movie that came out right around the same time as Star Wars that was about... You know, again, this is the spoilies, so feel free to turn away. But um, it was about trucking through the Amazon. And it came out right around 1977, <laughs> 76. Um, and it, it kind of flopped because it was just abstract and whatnot. And again, I, I won't go so far off tangent, but this was about a trucking convoy that made it through the jungle, through adversity and all sorts of stuff like that. And this apparently heralded back to it. Uh, I want to say the underlying content was because it squashed it in the movie theater. Because once people saw how cool Star Wars was, they were like, oh, never mind this one. <laughs> like, and I think <laughs> it was called Sorcerers. I believe that's the title of it, but I'm not 100%. So, um, yeah. So, sorry. To yeah, do... it, was a, 
10% no, you're good. Of research on that. The whole the, I loved I loved all of it, but like what really gave me the the prequel feels was the sonic boom out the back when the oh. ties were fight were were chasing the, the slave one, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, Django did this in the same ship in the you know when Obi Wan was chasing him, mm-hmm. and it wasn't as grandiose because they weren't in space, of course. But man, watch him drop that seismic charge. Oh. That just did it for me. That is it really did it for me. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, any thoughts on that one? We got we got a lot of quick hits we're about to go into and, and not a lot of time to do it. Did we already talk about the helmet? Yeah, so we didn't, but but I yeah, go for it. Well, you guys would know about it more than me, but uh he take or Mando takes off start. his helmet to do like a facial recognition scan. And again, I think we're seeing the vulnerability of his character dynamic yeah. changing to try yeah. to find the child. And um, you know, he risked that you know being seen i think there was a really um pivotal pivotal scene and we were talking about a little bit earlier so donnie go go a little more into detail with that no i was gonna say we we had talked about how that was inevitably coming is that he's gonna have to ditch you know just like everything in star wars is basically burn the past ditch the past and and move forward for for family for your you know the good of the galaxy for whatever but that's kind of the trope that they continuously repeat and and i don't know how they were going to tie it in or what they were going to do to tie it in but i think they did a really good job again like setting the stage like he took his helmet off because that was the one thing he couldn't do he never did and the whole two seasons now he hadn't done until you know, the absolute down to the wire had to do it. And it just shows that he is transforming into this character that used to be this bloodthirsty bounty hunter into a caring father figure. And you made that, he made that very clear at the end when, when he threw Moff Gideon's speech right back into, in his face, which Moff Gideon delivered to Mando at the end of season one, he threw right back at him. and was like, hey, listen, this kid makes means more to me than you'll ever understand. He's like, so whatever you do, try try it. We're, we're coming for you. We're, we're gonna fuck you up. <laughs> so, and that's just, that's just what it was. And I think he's committed. Yeah. Old brown eyes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, be like I said, we'll get more uh, into it on. It'd be great if they would have included that clip of all the uh, storm, tre- or uh, not storm troopers, Mandalorian, uh, Comic-Con, whatever. Going down the, just going, going down, down the escalator. escalator. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The whole I mean. army's coming. Yeah. Yeah, we're all coming for you, Moff. Um, no, good stuff, good stuff. All right, well, in the spirit of time, we can keep moving on. But, but man, like I said, I think that was a good one. We got the finale this Friday, and I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I, I just want more Mando. But that dovetails into our next story here. So let's, um, unless you guys got anything else, we can move right along. Nope. Cool. So, like I said, something that kept Joe up at night, I can know it because he texted me. He was stressing out, and he didn't actually get... We didn't get Twig up until, I don't know, midday Monday because he's like, listen, man, I'm behind on everything. He goes, I don't have, I don't have, you know, all this stuff. And, and what he delivered was was for This Week in Geek was, I think it was about a 12-minute cut, which is one of the longer ones we've ever done. Um, but it's it's basically the, the Disney's investor call 2020 happened. Happened last Thursday at about uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and they released a ton of information. So much so that we're not going to go through it all. I collected some stuff that I think our fandom, our, our group, would love to hear. And again, that's the Facebook group, Craft Brews and Geek News, but primarily all the announcements from the Marvel and Disney or Lucasfilm arms. So we're going to go through these again, quick hit style. I'll throw it up there, ask you guys what your thoughts are, just jump in, and uh, and we'll try and knock out a bunch of these because I believe for both Marvel and Lucasfilm alone, they released about 20 properties, which are coming in the next two to three years, which is crazy. Because up until now, we had nothing. 
<laughs> so so let's let's dive right in. But we can start with Marvel, and um, we'll start with the uh, the Disney Plus series. So we had WandaVision. Did you guys see the trailer for that one? Yes, sir. Nope. Learned a little bit about that. Well, it's it's definitely out there, and we'll link it below if we can. But um, <laughs> yeah, WandaVision, so- WandaVision looks weird to me. They start off in like the I Love Lucy stuff, and they kind of go through each time period. What I understand is that this is all in Wanda's head, and she's like basically creating her own reality, and it keeps warping and changing and warping and changing until it's beyond her control, and then chaos. And then I know that I Doctor Strange comes out on DVD, <laughs> correct. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse is going to overlap with this show. So that'll be interesting to see because obviously through all these realities that she's creating, somebody has to like, you know, be a part of that and no Tony Stark. So I think Doctor Strange is going to play a much bigger role specifically in this show. But um, what do you think about that one, Lossman? I Okay. It comes so, out in January, man. Yeah. No, no, no. I know. Um, I, I am excited about it. Again, in the order of things that I watched um, getting ready for this, it, it was one of those ones that I initially was like, eh, I was like, I, you know, I'll watch it just to make sure I'm current event style up on like the deets and whatnot. But I got to say, I did get a chill. I caught a chill. Yeah. About halfway through. I was like, Towards oh. the end, when everything started freaking out, I'm yep. like, oh, I'm like, this is going to be crazy. That's right. Because I, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. Like if, 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 um, Vision is like a hundred. Like I guess this is it before. Is it not? Is it not connected? Like I don't know when in the timeline this is. So until I can like get some more details, I'm a little bit intrigued. But it, this is not. This was not the one I was looking forward to the most. I'll tell you that much. This was Correct. not the trailer you were looking for. <laughs> Correct. No, However, not the show either. But it was also uh, better than the one I was. I had high hopes for. And so let's continue on. Yeah. Um. All right, so uh, Falcon Winter Soldier also got another trailer fully, uh, which was which was good. I think that was better. What it looks like is a sequel to Iron Man or Captain America Two Winter Soldier. That's what it looks yep. like to me, where they're just pounding around. Yep. I am too old for this shit. I hate you, man. I don't want to deal with you anymore. That yep. kind of crap. Like that's what it looks like, which is always funny and clever, and that's fine. It'll be like a little spinoff of a, of a regular Marvel Marvel movie. So I'm supportive of that. Again, not looking forward to, but it's got a. It's not looking forward to it more so than other stuff. Got a March 2021 release date, so that's coming soon enough as well. So I'm a big I'm a big Falcon fan. I really wanted really? this to look. I, I was looking forward to this. I wanted this to do well, like in terms of like a trailer. And I'm not going to say that it won't do well as a movie. I'm just saying like the trailer. I was like, oh man, this is one I'm going to watch. Like the other stuff, the the stuff I heard about, like eh, you know, whatever. I'll get to it. But this thing, I was like, okay, let's do this. Like let's actually make like an ant-man style movie like where you're you're not exactly like a top rated you know uh hero and stuff like that but like your story can be pretty funny and pretty cool and pretty you know just an interesting take on it all i wanted that uh the trailer was like okay i was like that's gonna be great like that's gonna be good but it's not it was not an impressive trailer to say the least so yeah, like I said, it, it looked like Winter Soldier two. Yep, that's all. That's all I saw. That's all of exactly what. what it there's good like. stuff there. Yeah. All right, all right, Ryan. Why don't you kick us off with the next one? The Loki trailer came out as well. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I forgot to turn my mic back on. Uh, just that's so right. we're clear, I don't watch full trailers. I think they put too much in them. Not that you okay. can speculate the full ending, but so I did watch half of this. It looks like it leads or starts, I should say, right where. Uh, Loki yep. uh, warps out of Picked there the with the yeah. Tesseract. 
uh, in in Endgame. So uh, I think it was Endgame, right? Well, technically, it was it was before, but like they replayed it and showed you the details, right? Like but in, as they were as they, they were going through <laughs> yeah. as they were going through, you know, going back in time trying to get all the, yeah, the yeah, stones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they messed it up. S- starts off right there because Loki escapes, if everybody remembers. So mm-hmm. uh, it shows that, and I, I think that's, that's I watched a little bit more, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see how uh, not just you know Falcon and uh, you know. Uh, Winter Soldier and things like that play out, but also with the Loki now being brought back into it, I think it's going to be really interesting uh, what they start to uh, drive forward with the new the new story. Yep, I think of all of them that they've talked about from Marvel in terms of the Disney Plus shows. That's what I'm most looking forward to because I think they can do the most with it. I think Loki traveling through time, messing up stuff and causing mischief, and and I think that's going to be very interesting. So I think. In terms of like what I wanted to see, that is the one that I think I want to see. Can I so. do a speculation? Yeah. Do you think that – and I was having a conversation with somebody else about this. I can't remember who it was. But do you think that they could with, – with Loki escaping and going after certain things and messing everything up, do you think that that could undo the snap? The second snap, I should say? I don't yeah I don't I don't know I really don't know I think they could do anything like that I think that they they have the most amount of freedom to really swing for the fences with Loki just comparatively just just wondering because they can just do whatever they want to yeah and people just lap it up so just wondering yeah no it's a a good 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 idea go ahead so my thing with Loki um you know and again we're not doing spoilers exactly but uh there was one particular part where, like, okay, so in, in order, like, it was, uh, this was the one that I was least excited about. I was like, okay, <laughs> Loki, sure, yeah, whatever. Um, There was a point where I was overly excited for him. And, again, you know, I don't, don't want to do spoilers, but I guess it has to be a spoiler. He got, Loki was dressed differently. Mm-hmm. He was dressed very sharply, very 1970s, and he was shown with a briefcase. And again, not trying to give it all away, but he jumped out of the back of an aircraft, which is very reminiscent of something that happened in 1971. That was the disappearance of D.B. Cooper. So I didn't <laughs> mean to draw immediate ten. I mean, if somebody else saw this and figured this out, then please let me know, but... He disappeared with a briefcase in his hand and money flattered about. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. absolutely yeah. referencing the particular aircraft time and date of when D.B. Cooper disappeared. Absolutely. So, again, I thought I, I thought this would be common knowledge by now. because, But then again, I nope, not too many other people uh, do a whole lot of mid-1970s and 80s aviation research like I do. <laughs> so... That's no, fair. that's true, but that's a good observation. No, it's it's totally what happened. He's dressed like D.B. Cooper when D.B. Cooper disappeared. And D.B. Cooper is an alias that was assigned to the gentleman who hijacked a 737? 787? Ooh, boy. Missing out on my uh, aviation knowledge there. Um, they hijacked an aircraft, and he was the only passenger, and he bailed out because it was a particular design of the rear landing gear i should say a rear landing ramp 
um, from that particular commercial aviation. So, rewatch the trailer and tell me that that shit ain't DB Cooper jumping the fuck out of a plane. And uh, I'll eat my own hat. I will do that. All right, just like DB used to do. Remember, that's what they always said. No, they just found a brick of money and like a Mississippi mud pile that was db cooper related so no he never said that all right well that's good there's a little fun fact for you couple more quick hits let's run through them really quickly the fact hawkeye's coming late fall 2021 got it that's fine not excited about hawkeye over over not overly excited kind of didn't he have a show yeah already on like cw me yeah no he didn't not hawkeye there was like Arrow and Daredevil and mm. other stuff, but some of those are DC characters, so no. not exactly the same. No. Um, there's a What If animated series coming. Not excited about that, but it, it's cool things like What If Iron Man Didn't Die? What If Iron Man Was a Woman? What If... It's not all about Iron Man, but um, there's, there's a lot of cool, <laughs> there's a lot of cool things. What if Iron Man didn't get that particular hamburger that day? <laughs> or they didn't go to shawarma who knows yeah. um there's there's a bunch of stuff that they're gonna they're gonna explore which i think is just fun and i think they're doing something very similar for disney um iron heart which is which is different it's like a like a female version of iron man oh geez why does this keep on iron man Whoa. um for the <laughs> riri williams for the armor wars um that that's kind of cool there's a the iron wars which, like i said for with don Cheadle, which's gonna be neat there's a nick fury led series um, back in shield <laughs> not connected to iron man whatsoever Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> True. None of it is. <laughs> Jesus, it's all Iron Man. Um, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. She Hulk is coming, Moon Knight is coming, Miss Marvel, another movie, I'm sure. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming. So I'm I'm excited for Marvel. I really do enjoy their stuff. Um Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy, of course. They have a holiday special, which is interesting, uh, set for twenty twenty three and an I am Groot series starring Groot which I do enjoy because everybody Ooh, loves Groot that would yeah. be fun to watch yeah that would Groot. be fun um, in terms of movies Black Panther 2 is coming back uh, third Ant-Man film which is going to overlap again with uh, Doctor Strange which will be interesting um, and then finally they're making a new Fantastic Four and I hope I hope they get Jim from The Office as Mr. Fantastic because all the fan fiction looks fantastic Four. Yeah. wow <laughs> That's, uh, no that's the first that. time I heard of that suggestion, and I like it. Google it. Yeah, no, Google no, no, no. Google Jim from the Office, Fantastic Mister Fantastic. It, it is. It looks. It, he looks good as that. He looks like he could be that character. Dude, he's um, been in several action same. movies. He's act. He, he's he got has, the chops. He's got the chops. Yeah, he's got yeah. multiple roles that he can actually do. Uh, yeah, Jim from the Office is just one of them. So, yeah, I don't think his name. What what is his actual name? I forget his name, but it's uh, um crane crane something or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, Jim from The Office is how he'll be known for me, just like Grogu. Yep. <laughs> Always Baby Yoda. All right, speaking of Baby Yodas, Disney announced 10 Star Wars series. We have to fly through these much faster than I wanted to, mm. but um, several of them are starting, including Indiana Jones. Um, Indiana Jones is starting filming uh, oh, pre-production, actually. It's going to be hopefully released in July of 2022. Um, but Lucasfilm and all is doing a lot of Star Wars stuff. Just quickly, the Rangers of the New Republic, I think, is going to be interesting. Yep. We've already seen that tease. We have uh, Cara Dune. We have Bill Burr's character. We've got Finnick. We've got Bobo. We've got a lot of people that could show up in a, a live-action Rangers of the New Republic. So I'm excited about that. Ahsoka, also getting her new season. We knew, we knew that was happening. I think we called that... 
as soon as we heard the word Ahsoka, we knew that she was getting her own series, which is awesome. The Lando series was was rumored for a while, but I think that one obviously we knew was coming, and that's definitely going to come here soon. Hell they yeah. didn't say when these were all coming off, but um, they did reference those two. The, the Rangers of the New Republic, which is going to be kind of a dir- dirty, di- gritty cop kind of thing. Ahsoka, which is going to be just incredible about Ahsoka's journey, either before or at the same... I think it's like the same timeline as they're kind of working through now. Yeah. And Lando, um, pre post solo i'm not sure but that's gonna be fun too i did like donald glover so looking oh, forward to that one love that love donald glover. thinking thinking of you though the bad batch coming up as the uh you know next series of the clone wars essentially um pretty good i like the bad batch i like all those guys i got to know them from the last season of clone wars and i really enjoyed having them you know have that that knowledge of those guys so i think that's awesome they are fantastic, honestly. Like, I mean, that's just such a cool... I've always been such a fan. Again, I'm trying to streamline this. Uh, I've been such a fan of, like, specialized clone units. Uh, which, uh, that sounds a little off-key, but uh, I'm such a fan because it's just so cool to see that, like, amongst a Grand Republic army. So I yeah. love seeing, like, uh, specialized units of guys, you know, who are slightly different in how they were brought up. Or, you know... Um, there's also like the uh, the Republic Commandos. I was such a fan of that because they got so much more training. They re- they did so much more, uh, I should say, different tasks that normal Republic troops would actually do. So that's what actually draws me into that series. So I'm all and they had a yeah they had a touching like story too because they I did. one of the guys had like the Emperor like tore him down and basically like put a bunch of robot parts on him trying to like control his mind and infiltrate. The clones and like there's a lot of rich rich story with all those guys so i do enjoy them they all have their little quirks and stuff which i yeah. really did enjoy so yeah. i'm with you that's where i'm at um, on that for sure <laughs> we've got cassian endor which we know is a series coming out so that's rogue one you know diego luna which he was a fantastic i would love to spend more time with him Me just like well. mando like yep. i i want to spend more time with him um so I'm, I'm cool with that he's got a really dark twisted story coming from you know the empire then the good guys but he kills the only, his own informants so it's like this is crazy and a great um, delivery. but i'm excited to see that honestly yeah like uh, he his plenty. delivery he's a very very good actor like i would absolutely say that definitively and i don't do a whole lot of acting gradients. well even even with mando it's actually it's it's an interesting time for disney right now because they've got a lot of um even Ahsoka, uh, the, the the Rosario Dawson who plays Ahsoka is um, of Latin, you know, uh, Hispanic background, and there's a lot of big stars in Star Wars right now that are of Latin or, or Hispanic background. So it's great again talking about diversity in the cast. <clears throat> it's not just Johnny White guy off the street that's taking these huge roles and leading these big stories and have people so passionately following them. It's it's pretty diverse, and I like that. <clears throat> I like it a lot. So I'm a big fan. I think it's cool. Yeah, um, the acolyte. So this is this is what I'm excited for a lot because this takes place in the High Republic, which is essentially 700 years. I think it's less than a thousand, but it's more than 500. I don't know what exactly it is, but it's essentially um, way before the the you know Star Wars saga or the Skywalker saga took place. But it's going to be during the High Republic, and it's basically a mystery thriller, which is going to be super exciting. And it was the logo itself, the logo treatment had a lightsaber through it. So obviously, it's going to be very heavily focused on the High Republic and the great legacy of the, Je- the, of the Jedi before they got to a new hope and before they were eradicated from Order 66 and that kind of stuff. So super excited about that. 
Um, and then <clears throat> you have Obi Wan Kenobi coming out. We know that's coming out very soon because they're 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 working on that, or they they're working to wrap that up. But Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader, and that is going to be awesome for me. They say that will redeem his prequel. No, and all about the sand stuff. All right. But um, I really think I really think that's going to be great, and I would love to see Hayden back in uh, in a role in Star Wars again. I will. I would absolutely love to see that. So. Yeah, I'm yeah. very excited. All all that came so rapid fire. It was so ridiculous, dude. So there's two. There's so there's there's a few more. They've had a there's lot of time the to plan. Story. <laughs> you what? They've had a lot of time to plan. Yeah, yeah, they sure have. Um, a droid story. So that's coming the, with a new story alongside R two D two and C three PO. I'd see that. I don't know if it's going to be animated or, or live or what. I think I got a thought on that. I think they're going to mm-hmm. incorporate somehow Wheelie Droid. Nobody. Wheelie Droid, yeah, Dio. Dio, yep. Yeah, possibly. Uh, his actual name, possibly. but I'm, I like calling it depends. Wheelie Droid. <laughs> it depends when, right? It's all about the time frame. True. Um, but but we there are some big gaps in their in their history, so we'll see. We talked about Lando and then Visions, which is an anime anthology series. Not exactly interested in that so much. It's being developed in Japan under a different leadership and different studio than, than say, traditional Lucasfilm. So not super stoked about that. But again... Any Star Wars is a good Star Wars. I'll take it and I'll watch it and we'll make our opinions off that. Yep. Few last points. This is again out of the investor day here. These are just, we're just covering Marvel and Lucasfilm, but there are two big stories. The next movie that's coming out is Rogue Squadron Lostman. If you tell me that that doesn't tickle your fancy because I'm about it. It should. Yeah, I'm about yeah. it. It's being developed, Rogue... or I'm sorry, produced by the gentleman, or I'm sorry, the person who created uh, the Wonder Woman 1984, correct? Yep. So the Wonder Woman sync- sequel, Patty Jenkins, yeah, is going to be directing it. And fantastic. December 2023, we got plenty of time on that thing. But just imagine the stories oh. they can take Rogue Squadron, because Rogue Squadron has been around as long as the Republic has, right? Correct. It, it could be any period in time and, and i heard there's a wedge piece it's going to be based around wedges experience with with rogue squadron but you know who knows and you love wedge oh yeah no there absolutely <laughs> yeah. should be a wedge piece on this but uh, i mean i think the best part about all this is that to your point like it could be anywhere and almost everywhere like it could date back to the beginning it could include some of the middle and include the end like i mean or you know not necessarily an end but like a continuation like that is rogue squadron like that's all you do is just like it's like the camp it's like the campaign from um from star wars squadrons the game that just came out right it was just heavily focused all dog fighting all ship stuff big set pieces oh like that that is or, that is great. Or even the N64 version uh, of Rogue yeah. Squadron. It was glorious. Or Naboo Stifighter. St- Sti- uh, you don't want that one. That's all in your <laughs> eyes. It's, it's horrible. Can't see. Yeah, you can't ah! see anything. Oh, God. goodness ah! gracious. Yeah, no. Okay. All right. We're moving on. Uh, but Naboo <laughs> well, Starfighter. Um, yeah. Another fantastic game that came out on N64. And just, it was all combat. It was dogfighting. It was, uh, you know, close air uh, support. It, it was just, it was such a good game. And it, it fit a perfect mold for somebody like myself. I shouldn't say this was yeah. perfect for everyone because not everyone wants to do CAS operations. But it it worked for me. And I was so excited to see how Star Wars did it. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm nerding yeah. out a little bit, but I'm very excited. I'm to excited see for it too. What this could be. I, I think 
people love the spaceships of Star Wars, and that's I think just going to give them that. Just like Rogue One, you know, Rogue One was also a very unique movie, and it was one of the best I think that's happened in the last ten years from Star Wars. So, yep, um, I'm all about it. Yep, I'm all about it. The last piece of news, the final piece of news we have is that the Tiger Waititi Star Wars movie is still um, still on board, and that was first announced in May, and they're still making that. So I don't know if that's going to come out before. December 2023, I hope so, because I could use some more Star Wars, but um, there's a lot in the pipe now. So um, that was it. Hot and heavy. A lot of information. Uh, Ryan, I know that we were kind of steamrolling you You're good. Um, on You're a good. lot of this, but, but you know, any any thoughts on all that? Anything that sounds like it might be your, your new fave or what you're looking most forward to? Um, I, I think... I'll be pretty sure to stay current on all of my uh, Disney Plus membership fees, so I can watch Raising all up this a dollar. stuff. January, nah, January, it's going up a dollar. I uh, I pay yearly rate, so I get the discount because I pay so it all at once. Huh? Yeah, not not oh, a whole lot of uh, Dragon Ball Z on this uh, Star Wars front, buddy. You had me. You had me at <laughs> anime. I will. I will say. I know. the one thing I didn't like. Yeah. We can talk about Dragon Ball whenever they start making the new episodes for the new manga. So well, we'll leave it for. Why we'll don't you be that. our recipient on that? I mean, honestly, keep us up to date, you, dude. Let you us take know. all the Dragon Balls. Down. I would be happy to. I didn't know that was even on the table. It's usually, you know, Marvel no. or Star Wars or video games. I didn't know I could talk about DBZ dude, that much. I'll be happy you know. to stay up on the DBZ tip. I let you know when Bud Light came up with a video game projector. Like that's true. Let me that's know. True. Let all of us that. know okay. here at CBGN when some Dragon Ball Z stuff's going down. Man, everyone okay. likes that stuff too. Okay, I'll have yeah. to come up with some cool like twig. You know, dip, zip. I don't know. I don't... Oh, you're <laughs> making up words. Up He's it. making up words. He's I'm making, making up, up words. words. Nope. Completely sober, right, by the way. Mike. Completely sober. <laughs> Well, on that note, where can the good kids find you, Mr. Lausman? Oh, these days I can be found in my apartment only. But I can also be found at Mr. Lausman on uh, Twitter. So please reach out there. If not, our illustrious uh, uh, Facebook group is always a good time. I was hoping somebody would And it in. is. I'm sorry? <laughs> and it. And it is Craft Brews Geek News on, just search Craft Brews Geek News on Facebook and you'll find it. It's great. It's a great group. Group. Great group. It's a great goop. It's a great, great goop. goop. It's That's just true. like a liquidy solid. <laughs> liquidy saucy boy. Yeah, just um, you, like in like a yeah, gutter yeah. somewhere. You can always find me at Brewmasters Club. I believe we're only that on Twitter. Otherwise, it's Craft Brews Geek News. YouTube specifically. We put out videos all the time. I've been doing a lot more ambient video noise, so like... I love video games and I want to spend more time in them. So when I work, I like to listen to video game music. I decided that I can also make it myself. So I usually have a couple of videos out there coming. I'd say once or twice a month, we put out some new scenarios. For example, um, we did uh, Mandalorian with the end credits of the show. So when the show shows the end credits, I put the the theme over that loop a couple times. It's good. It's great to just put your head down and listen to for an hour and get some work done. You can really work hard when you've got the Mandalorian thumping in your headphones. So um, check that out. We've got a couple of those. I did some for the VR story, uh, Tales from Batu. we talked about. There's some from Slacks Bar or Mudo's... Um, droid shop i got a couple different scenarios from the batu wilds where you're just sitting up there looking at batu from a bird's eye view and listening to the ambiance of outside world it's fantastic it's a great game if you have oculus uh quest two or one try it out uh ryan where can the good kids find you i was gonna say i got forgotten 
Uh, nope. Nope. No, <laughs> you guys can find me, of course, on the Craft Brews Geek News Facebook page and also on Instagram at rye underscore guy 813. Uh, send me a like or request. I don't know. What do they call that on Instagram? But, what are uh, the kids doing them TikToks? Yeah, Send them a sandwich. Kids doing those That'll damn really mess TikToks. Them up. Uh, yeah. yeah, but join us on Facebook and uh, share some shit. Yeah, I agree. All right. Who's got one? Raise your hand. Got to be more spontaneous spont- spontaneous than that, Donnie. And as we say at the end of every episode, Rhyme. Got to be more spontaneous than that, Donnie. <laughs> Spent with a week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Bossman, you got anything? We'll take it. Uh, no, I don't have anything. All right. That's it. Well, that's, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Have a great See you Yay. before New Year. See you before 2021. See you okay, before bye. 2021. That's right. We'll have one weekend together before one week before this whole crap ass year. I was gonna say we'll see you in a better year. We'll meet one more garbage time, and then let's go to the New Year. <laughs> All right. On that note, I'll see you guys. Adios. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club craft brews, and geek news. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers! This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.